Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to Main Menu Live. I'm Larry Gassman along with Jeff Bishop. It's the last Wednesday of the month, and at least for the time being, that means Main Menu Live. And we have a great couple of hours for you. Hope that you will stay tuned. We'll be talking more about Main Menu and its anniversary with some selected guests, some friends and you. Later on, we've got a couple of pieces from some people who were there at the very beginning and also midway through. But also, we also want to talk to somebody who specifically has, I think maybe along with Eric Damry, has stayed in almost the same position over the years. I, I can't think of that many other people who have done that. But he's Larry Scutcon from American Printing House for the Blind. Larry, have you worked for other, other assistive technology employers? Uh, just myself and APH. Yeah, uh, Eric's the only one I can think of who works for yeah. Despero. There might be a few others, but you know that's the that's not the norm. People kind of move around a little bit, or a lot. But I, I just happened to be thinking about that earlier. Anyway, welcome to Main Menu Live. Yeah, welcome, Larry. And we have other people here too. So let's uh, go around the, the oh, table good. here and introduce some people. I didn't know they were here yet. I didn't see them slither in. Well, they are. We have we have cool. people here who who have vast knowledge of great things. And I think this is Katie's first time on Main Menu. I think I could be wrong about that. And uh, so, Katie, welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. And this is indeed my first time on Main Menu live, even. Yeah. So I've I've been a Main Menu listener, and it's it's great to get to be on the panel this evening. So thank you. And I am jealous because you have something I want. So and we'll find out what that is in just a, a couple of minutes. Oh, what a tease! What is that all about? Absolutely. She Ooh. just she just better not bring that to a board meeting, face to face board meeting. It may walk away. <laughs> oh, it'll be there. <laughs> I'm bringing it. <laughs> okay, great. All right, and uh, someone who has been a friend of Main Menu for a long time, who's been on Main Menu before, and is back with us. Yay, my good buddy Paul Henriksen. Hey, Paul. Hey guys, glad to be here. You, in fact, you may even hear, hear his little uh, friendly little bird there uh, once in a while. I, I, I hope not. I'm away in my bedroom. That bird's been going off. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's good. That, you, that, 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 that's great. And manning the board for us tonight, and while I'm streaming, is Tyson. Hey, Tyson. Hey, guys. Uh, glad to be on board with you guys tonight. Working, working the room and getting yeah. all your hands and questions going. That's right. And uh, we're going to be talking to Tyson and, and uh, seeing about him joining the main menu team. So we'll we'll fill you in on all those details coming up in probably in August when we take a break in July. All right. Well, let's get into this because it's uh, it's it's wow. I don't know that I have been excited about APH products like I have been lately there's just two great new things happening there and and yeah. maybe more that we haven't even heard of and we'll find out over the course of the evening so uh larry tell us wh what's going on i mean you've you got two new braille displays i guess to talk about hey we're we're all about braille um we uh we have a, a braille roadmap and i don't know if you guys realize it or not but we've also got two embossers braille embossers coming out in the very near future oh wow okay and well, uh, fill this us is in. just 
This is just the beginning. Yeah, fill us <laughs> in. Yeah, this is great. So, you know, uh, we uh, just released the Mantis, which is a 40-cell QWERTY uh, with uh, what I like to call sort of a uh, minimalist local functionality and a fantastic terminal that lets you connect to actually six different devices at once or switch between them. I shouldn't say at once. <laughs> that would be a little confusing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really nice to have the ability to, uh, type like you want. And, and, and the whole idea for this thing was, you know, you, you always using a keyboard and, uh, to, to have the braille display built right into a good high quality keyboard would be a, really appealing thing um shortly to come is the chameleon which is um a 20 cell with a traditional braille keyboard on it i think you might also know that we've uh, released the braille trail reader which is a 14 cell one based on the brilliant 14 it's got a couple of uh, really interesting and unique features in it including the ability to synchronize with uh, the notes app and with gmail and uh outlook uh, where your notes automatically sync between the two devices and then uh two embossers coming out one uh one called the pix blaster and the other one called the page blaster and as you can probably tell from the names they are very closely uh associated and designed to work really well with our uh, braille blaster braille translation software transcription software i should say That's so yeah braille is uh, braille is very much on our roadmap well before we go into the displays for a minute let's talk about the embossers because you know one of the things i think people have have been wanting is a is a embosser that is lower cost uh you know to be able to um have a, a braille printer in their home and I'm just wondering how, how these two products might fit, you know, in the market. Um, these aren't probably going to be as <clears throat> low a cost devices as what you're thinking of, but they are certainly economical. Their uh, their main sort of focus is on the classroom. So uh, one of them is a uh, well, uh, I could probably say it's based on the View Plus Columbia. Uh, so it's very um, graphics capable and you know one of the things that we're trying to do a lot with with braille blaster is the ability to distribute files that have both uh, the formatted textbook along with the graphics in it so that a student can emboss them right at their uh, classroom or at their home and then the other one is based on the index d from uh well, HumanWare is distributing it. Who is that from, Jeff? You probably know. I don't. I know. <laughs> I, I don't remember either. Yeah, not sure. But yeah, both those are good, high quality embossers. I don't have the prices in front of me. No, that's okay. I think you're you're probably thinking like sub thousand dollars, but these aren't. These no, aren't no, no, no. I, I was thinking like below two. You know, something that might be able to be affordable by a family to be able to you know, yeah. produce Braille in the, in, in the home. Cause boy, that's sure something we need for sure. Isn't it? it surely is. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right. Well, let's get into the fun because I know I know that Katie's you know ready to talk all about her her little gadget over there in just a minute. But before we, <laughs> we before we let her loose and let let her tell everybody how what she thinks of the of the device and all of that, can you tell us a little bit about the features of the Mantis itself? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, in in local mode where you can use it independently it's got an editor um the terminal of course to connect to other devices a uh, book reader that uh, is com- compatible uh, you can download directly from bookshare in epub format so you can navigate as you uh, would expect and also uh, newsline and uh, the nfb newsline of course and then you've also got uh, clock and calculator, kind of your standard things like that. And we, we purposely kept it from having a browser on it um, because we can't keep up. We can't keep up with Chrome. We can't keep up with uh, Firefox. So the idea is to use the browsers, use the high-end word processors in the terminal mode with your uh, preferred device, whether it be a PC or a Mac or uh, one of the mobile phones. So um, as you can sort of guess from that, it, it does have Wi-Fi connectivity and Bluetooth. You can actually uh, pair up with uh, five different Bluetooth devices and one USB device. It uh, does charge and uh, use USB-C. <clears throat> both for input and output. Uh, it also has a USB-A port on it and an SD card. So it's a pretty full-featured, really nice size, about the size of a, one of the smaller uh, notebooks like the Dell XPS 13, sort of in that range there. I, uh, Interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, good, good stuff. Now, Paul, you've had some questions centered around file formats in other words what can the display read what can the mantis yeah, actually exa- pull exactly in? because you know i think a lot of teachers i'm assuming this is going to be used a lot in classroom with students and teachers and that sort of thing and first of all i i want to say i think this is really great because you know they don't teach cursive and that sort of stuff anymore most students nowadays even, even my kids when they were young they were doing keyboarding and so this is really going to be a neat thing because now they can do keyboarding along with the rest of their class and still have that 40 cell braille display as opposed to as opposed to using braille but i wanted to find out what can we import and what can we export because i mean most teachers are probably going to hand you a doc file i would like to be able to hand them either a doc or an R, at least an rtf back instead of handing them a text file we do uh we do actually support doc uh, it uh you know paul i cannot remember if it's doc or docx or both uh, is that for, sa- for saving uh, saving out there, or just for, or just uh, bringing you know importing? Uh, just for importing. So when we export, so if I if I type something to my teacher, what am I saving it out as? Um, boy, you got me, Paul. I I, uh, I should know the it, answer to that. Yeah, go ahead, Kay. It, it saves <laughs> sure. It saves us a txt, um, and the the reason is I I heard there was something about. Um, I don't know. I, I heard there was something about like licensing or something. Why, why you can only, you can open dot doc and dot docs 
um, files, but when you do save them, they are they are um, TXT files. So is it is it possible in the future that they might be able to at least save out perhaps as RTF? That I don't know, and I did um, I did have a chance to provide some of that feedback myself as a professional. So I hear you. <laughs> and and that is the kind of feedback that APH needs. If you want those kind of features, mm -hmm. it's really important to let us know about that. Well, well, I know, I mean, my wife and I, I have a Braille display and my wife and I, you know, she'll tr give me things on, uh, send me documents. And it's just an extra step for her. The other day she was going to send me something and she said, well, do you want it as a doc or do you want it as a, a TXT file? And she says, I can do it as a TXT, but I've got to do that extra step. And I said, no, just give it to me at least as an RTF or a doc, whatever you want. Sure. Yep. And I think that would be nice if if I could save my file out as a, on either display as at least an RTF. So when I hand it to my teacher, whoever I'm handing that to, they can just bring it right into Word. Yeah. Agreed. How upgradable is the Mantis? In other words, I, you know, obviously there's firmware in it. So is it? pretty upgradable like can you add features over time to the device yeah, absolutely and it's uh, super easy to upgrade too it does it over wi-fi so if there is an upgrade and you're connected to the internet it'll let you know uh, and you can upgrade right then and there or you can download a, a file and put it on the sd card and up, upgrade that way so uh, now I just got to thinking, if I'm bringing in a document, you say I can bring in a Docker at DocX, can I bring in RTF, or can I also bring in a BRF? You can definitely bring in a BRF. I do not know about RTF off the top of my head. I believe okay. so. I think you I can. I think so, too. <clears throat> yeah, I, re I, read, I read somewhere you can. Yeah. I believe, yeah. You can bring yeah. in quite a few. Okay. And the file size, let's say for the reader, I assume that's going to probably bring in, well, that'll be a Bookshare file, I guess, but... In the word processor, could I, if I wanted to, bring in a large uh, BRF file? Yeah, you're thinking something like the Bible or or exactly or, or, or a, exactly or a book Bible of the Bible, some, like uh, you know peace. Galatians <laughs> or something. Yes, exactly. Just exactly. that part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the exact limit. I, I read uh, the other day. I think it was two thousand pages. So I, I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I, I, I don't think the Bible is two thousand pages. So no. I think you're no, good. I don't think so either. No, I think I you're good. So I don't even think War and Peace is that big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be pretty safe on that. Yeah, there you go. Well, cool. Kate, well, Katie, cool. let's turn to you, and because you know you actually have the Mantis. Uh, I do. And, until, like, yeah. until I see you, and then I will have it. <laughs> I was going to say, I would, you need to put that thing in the lock and key. I have a right. guide dog. Just, just keep that in mind. Oh, no. oh, so, I see. so do I, though. <laughs> see, I, I, so, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so tell us, what do you think of it? So, I have not been this excited about, a, about an assistive technology product in this space for a long time. That's my, that's my honest answer. I... As a professional, as someone who is, you know, really all about Braille, I love having having the Braille display and the keyboard in one piece because as much as I, you know, am all about Braille and I, I read it and I write it, you know, I've, I've used other Braille displays where you have to kind of memorize that, you know, to minimize a window, you have to like push, you know, four keys and do some kind of weird finger acrobat acrobatics. Whereas, you know, with the Mantis, you just hit Windows M and you're on your desktop, for example, or something. So, you know, for me as a professional, working on the computer all day and then having multiple devices that I also connect to, such as my iPhone or my, uh, my Mac or my, 
you know, Apple TV, whatever, to just be able to switch between them. And, you know, if I'm working on the, on the work computer and then I, you know, happen to see that I might want to check a text message on my iPhone, I can do that within seconds and just seamlessly switch back and forth between the two. And, um, you know, again, just to have that, the keyboard, the keyboard is great. Um, it's a, it's a very nice keyboard. It's a very pleasant typing experience. The keys have some travel. Um, so it's not like typing on a Mac butterfly keyboard or anything crazy yeah, like that. I, I was just going to ask uh, that actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's kind of like some of the some of the Logitech like folio type keyboards. Maybe it's yeah. Um, you know, keys, the keys definitely have some good travel. Um, we no went through uh, we went through quite a, a vetting process for that keyboard. Did, yeah, uh, it's a very nice keyboard. Test, uh, it's it's really nice. What about the and, cur and cursor keys uh, and the enter key? Are they uh, like are they in an inverted T? For the cursor keys and separated or um the, the arrow keys yes yes mm -hmm. so you you do have that separation um it does not have a numpad you know it's just a it's right. just like right but that's 40, yeah. that's all you need so yeah um, yeah yeah interesting is it, a, is it a cramped kind of a keyboard or is it a nice typing experience it's a very nice you know it's a very nice typing keyboard now i do have smaller hands but i've heard from someone else with the mantis that that's a that's a male and he said it's very nice so he, you know, he probably has maybe larger hands but it's it's a very nice um, keyboard that really, you know, your hands fit well on it, and you can move around. It's not cramped, um, and they so you can have, get some you can get some decent speed then. Oh yeah, you can. I can type really fast on it. That, um, that's great, and it, and it knows it uh, if you're switching to your iPhone, it knows you know command and option and you know for vo for voiceover yes. and and there are some quirks on the iPhone that that are kind of more on the Apple side too that they're working out, okay. um, but this is. A, it's it's called the human interface device, the right. HID. So it does do some of that switching and stuff automatically. So, yeah, yeah. Well, what we I use it on this and iPhone, and it, it gets it. So well, <laughs> it makes me happy. We're in beta right now. Maybe uh, Apple can address the uh, driver yeah. issues in yeah. iOS fourteen, yeah. which we'll talk about a little bit next hour. We yeah. are working with Apple on this. Yeah. Um, I think we're the first display to implement this new uh, HID protocol. Oh, yeah. yeah, that that that's great. I know I know that Microsoft and others in the industry worked with Apple to to mm -hmm. implement this, and uh, this is exciting yeah. stuff. So it's it's it's, it's really cool. What because what you can do is if you know if you you know the Braille the the keyboard will control your computer too. So and then you have the Braille underneath. So it's just again, it's really that seamless. You know, if you're talking to a student or professional who's going to be doing a lot of keyboarding. Um, just to have that one device instead of taking a Braille display with your external keyboard if you have a laptop or whatever. or um, It's just, I'm I'm really excited and, and really happy to use it. I think I've used it, you know, hours a day since I've gotten it a couple weeks ago. So And, and you hit the nail on the head. The, the very reason the thing was uh, invented is, you know, e even hitting Control-Alt-F4, on a braille keyboard is oh. tough oh yeah, yeah. It, it is <laughs> absolutely are you kidding me no, yeah yeah not to mention memorizing all those commands for every different there, display you might have well all the chord commands and everything you know oh, yes. use dot right, seven and eight right. and you know hold Enter you know and space bar hold, and your, backspace. Hold, hold your pointer finger up in the air and <laughs> you know all that stuff <laughs> kind of kidding well, there, but and not yeah. just the uh, not just the commands for the computer, but really when you're typing technical documents, it's uh, you know mm -hmm. it's a lot quicker to do them on QWERTY. It is, and I, oh, yeah. I am not a, I am a Braille lover all the way, yes. but I think that 
the Braille keyboard is great when you're cramped for space and, yep. and you yeah. have to have a Braille keyboard. But yeah, I mean, really, I have an Orbit Reader 20, so I'm, you know, I have my Braille display too, and I've used other ones. And so, yeah, but I, this I one have an Orbit as well. Yeah. yeah. But some of those cords can be a real pain to, oh, yes. to get, you know, when yep. you're trying to hit like dot seven or dot eight with some other, with some other keys. Oh yeah. It's like, okay, I forgot to put my other, my finger down. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so does it have back trans, you know, can you take in say uh, a regular text file and back translate into different, you know, Braille table form, you know, uh, yeah. types. Absolutely. So UEB grade yeah. two, whatever. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. In fact, you can pick. Uh, you can pick between among uh, Braille translators. Uh, I think we're supporting Duxbury and LibLui. Oh, both. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you can switch languages too, if that's a thing. So if you wanted to read something in French or Spanish, or I have a hard enough time with English. I. I so do I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have I to think, learn how to uh, pronounce it. <laughs> I think one of the nice things about this one, too, is it's one of the first displays that uh, will allow you to use UEB uh, universally in input fields, password fields, and everything. So, Oh, it's, really? It's really, you know, <laughs> I feel sorry for kids that have to learn computer Braille just to type in a password. Yeah, I can say, wow, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. that's, per- that's pretty neat. What about battery life, uh, Larry? Well, Katie, uh, I'll defer to you on that. I think it's tremendous. It is very good. I've not like run it all the way down because I'm just a little paranoid about like, oh, it's going to die. But I will say, so the other day I was using it with my iPad and I walked away and it connected. It stayed connected for like four hours. Just the, the connection never went away on Bluetooth and it it didn't you know degrade the battery that much. I think they the literature says like 15 hours of battery life, mm. um, which mm. is really amazing now of course you know if we're really pushing it hard and using it with multiple bluetooth that might be less sure what is the connection yeah, i was going to ask about that yeah what is the well, connection i was going to ask about the intensity go ahead yeah let's do that both of those um okay yeah uh what what, what about the um how quickly does it connect say to your iphone or your ipad it's really instant so so I want to kind of describe too so larry did a great job describing like the keyboard which is your typical qwerty keyboard then um, underneath that, you have the cursor, kind of the human wear traditional cursor routing or the you know brow display cursor routing buttons. And then you have the brow display. And then on the bottom, you have some of the human wear kind of thumb keys. So you have the, the um, there are four thumb keys. And then in the middle, you have a round button that's called the home button. And so you push that button to kind of toggle between your devices. And it's really, I mean, it's it's instant. You, you really, there's not really a lag or anything. You just... Um, if I'm on the Windows PC, I just go to the, press the home button once and tap on, you know, Bluetooth and then choose my iPhone and I'm connected. And it's, you know, it takes, I don't know, less than 10 seconds. Can you, sure. can you quickly um, issue a command to switch to say device four, for example? In other words, do you have, do you have to do the ring around all six no, devices? You have to do the switch. Not yeah. yet. We want to do that, though, Jeff. Uh, yeah. The original intent cool. was to have hotkeys that would let you yeah, assign. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. But not there yet. Is, yeah. Is there a, is there a read only mode? So if I'm um, cause with my Braille, now maybe you wouldn't do this with a QWERTY keyboard, but with my Braille display, if I'm reading a book. If I fall asleep, I don't know, and I reach or hit something on my Braille display. <laughs> now I've just put a dot four in the middle of my book. So is there a way to make a, if I'm reading a book to have it read only so I don't mess it up? I believe I, there is. I've oh, really? I would that. think that would be on the client side, though. Yeah, I've not seen that. 
So that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but I've just not seen it. Because remember, it's a terminal, right? I, yeah. Uh, th- well, that would be my that would well, be my thought. A, well, no, no, I'm thinking of, in it too. I'm thinking yeah, of, it oh, I see. Okay, okay, right. That's true. Yeah, but the book can the book reader bring in? Well, that would bring in a Bookshare book um, or yeah. or a, an EPUB. And those are going to be read only anyway. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Can I bring yeah. in a read in? Can I can I bring in a read only? Let's say a, a BRF or something like that. And not and not uh, edit it. You know, put in a space or something. Yeah. And also, when I'm reading, can I mark my place? So when I bring it back up tomorrow, it'll put me right back where I left off. Somehow. Like bookmarks. Like a bookmark. Is there, is there any book type that it doesn't bring in currently? I think there's three uh, questions here. Let's let's take them in yeah. order, though. Okay. A yeah. little, little overwhelming here. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> I'm, so. I've been following it. I, I just don't know. I mean, so the, the manual, I know that the book reader, um, and I've not fully explored that those kind of features because I've been more on the geeky like connect my devices thing um but i do think that the book reader i know it brings in the the content from bookshare and nfb newsline specifically um but i um you might be able to read you know other other books through <coughs> that as well like you know the the different file formats like the docs and, and you, docs. you can't load something in from the sd card for instance you in, can. The, in the reader you can. Uh, yes. in the, okay. yeah in the editor you can oh in the editor okay yeah okay Cool. And then I wonder, is there, is there a way to bookmark? Or could they add that? I've not seen bookmarks. Um, I, I, the file does a pretty good job of remembering where you were, though. It's, it's always opened up to where I was. Um, right. Oh, cool. but, but if you wanted to jump, say you were, you, you, that would be sure. really useful yeah. to have, say, if you were teaching exactly. something. Yes. Yeah. I've not seen that. But again. Um, or mark your favorite sections of a manual yeah. so you could quickly jump between those sections. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have the capabilities i think really with like things like the editor and stuff um and i think these are good suggestions though and feedback that we can give back but absolutely i think especially with the editor kind of the goal of it was to be a person's pen and paper so if you're going to a meeting or going to you know class you can jot down notes and stuff and i think that's also why they kept it kind of the basic you know saving files in text format and stuff like that but i hear i hear where we're all coming from and i think mm-hmm. aph wants to hear that too so I think absolutely now, Larry Gassman, I need to make sure we're referring to the right Too one. Too many here. Larrys. Yeah, I know. I know there are two Larrys. That's not. That doesn't happen very that often. Doesn't happen very often. often. No, not at all. No. So you had a couple of questions, Larry, about the Braille and about book types. Yes, because sometimes it, when you get to the the readers, there are some things it will do, and sometimes maybe not. And I'm curious about that. I think you've talked about most of them, but is there anything yet currently that it won't read? I mean, it it won't read um, Word Perfect for I'm, DOS files, for example. Probably not, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. probably, not, not. <laughs> probably not like a PDF or something like that. Or Kindle books. Or Kindle books, probably yeah, not, right? Yeah, that, that's right. actually what I was just going to say. I don't think it'll do Kindle. Mm-hmm. No. And I think, again, there's... a new suggestion, though. That'd be cool. It would. If they could somehow team up with Amazon and get them to let them do that. Well, and, and you know... We're sort of trying to do a balancing act here because mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways to read a Kindle book. I mean, is, do you really need to do it locally? Can you just no, not really. go over to your iPhone and read yeah. it from there? With sure. the right. 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 That's true. Yeah. That's, that's, that's true. kind of the hybrid of this is that, you know, it's, I think for, for them, they're, you know, trying to keep the cost down and the features down so mm-hmm. that because they understand that people use, you know, our devices a lot. And so, 
you know, maybe, <clears throat> maybe connecting to the iPhone is going to give us kind of some more access to some things that and we might need. From a practical standpoint, you don't need it on every device exactly. you own. It's just right. not necessary. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the word processor. You know, if you want to use Microsoft Word, you're probably better off doing it on the PC and using this as your keyboard and Braille display. Yeah. Well, I think the reason I bring some of this up is because I had the old uh, Vario Ultra, which was an excellent Braille display. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it was difficult to get it paired. And then you'd be sitting there and all of a sudden it would just drop off. It's like, oh, where'd my, where'd my document go? And then you'd have to repair it again. And, and so sometimes it was a real pain. And if, if the, if the uh, chameleon was just really reliable at pairing and would, or the mantis, you, know, you mean, instantly, or the either way. Either one, <laughs> or, would, or would stay there. Either one, or would stay there. That would then you're right. You could use your the word processor on that, or you could use uh, Voice Dream Reader to read yeah. a book, or any any other number of ways to do that. We we are committed to making sure that the Bluetooth connection is not going to be problematic like that. Yeah, uh, I, it's it's not. I mean, I think it's my biggest the biggest trouble that I have with Bluetooth is when I use windows so i'm not sure if it's a windows thing or or not or just the display but um i i've i've rarely had any issues with it so and i know that they're um some of those two that i have reported to aph have been jaws related so they've also put out a fix for that so mm. um it's you know honestly this is it's 1.0 software that i'm running and i've never seen you know more i've not run a lot of 1.0 software but it's it's very stable for version 1.0 one of the um, things i'm I've, Go ahead, Katie. Sorry. No, I've just been really impressed with with how well it's it's put together. Yeah. One other question I have, because this is common in the classroom, especially nowadays, where even in elementary school, you know, they're starting to introduce children to PowerPoint and getting them to build PowerPoint decks and do presentations. And I'm just wondering from an education standpoint, as well as, a, you know, from a professional standpoint, has there been any discussion about supporting PowerPoint decks and being able to read them, say, in a PowerPoint viewer on the actual Mantis? Not, uh, not any serious discussion about that. Uh, you know, again, we're, uh, we're really talking about one of those situations where, you know, it, it's something you can do with a PC. And sure. if you're worried about Bluetooth, it's, there's USB, uh, Chromebooks and, and Google Slides all, you know, right. there's a million different ways to do this. Yeah, I was just thinking, though, you know, uh, the student could, could walk up with their Braille display and just have it all, you know, combined into one device and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and just not have to worry about connecting it and fiddle with an iPhone or a, or a PC to, to change slides and all of that. I guess you wouldn't have to if you had Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Well, before we open up the phones, I thought we would at least just ask Larry what's going on in other areas of APH and software, you know, things like Nearby Explorer, and and uh, I don't know if there's anything you can talk about or, or share in that space. Absolutely. We are, we are hard at it. Um, we're about to release a uh, new version of uh, Nearby Explorer Online that... Uh, supports the uh, approaching intersections that's that's sort of the last feature we had to add into it to give it uh, parity with the old version that used the navtech maps which are no longer available to us so we're 
uh, all OSM now, all on board, even though it's still called Nearby Explorer Online. <laughs> the the name sort of uh, outgrew itself. Oh, so um, if we have the old version, we should uninstall that then? Is that the... the, the I mean, the, you can run them both together, but the old one's not getting any new updates. Okay, okay, that's good so, to and, know. And I think the, yeah. the maps are... I mean, the OSM maps are getting better and better all the time. Uh, interestingly enough, especially in Europe, but many, many places in the U.S. are fantastic uh, okay. as well. Great. Um, I think you might have heard that we uh, spun off a new company, Access Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, take, um, yeah it's going to take the, the work we did with the indoor uh, navigation using uh, low-energy uh, Bluetooth beacons uh, for not necessarily waypoints, but giving you an exact position uh, into a place. But that company is hard at work working on a, a, a new version of the software that will also be available for free to the user. Um, the model there is going to be to sell a, a service to uh, businesses uh, to provide some accessibility, uh, geo-accessibility, so to speak. Um, so that's going good. I think you'll probably see a, a version of uh, a first version of their software out here within just a few months. Um, we, like I said, we're about to release two new Braille embossers. Um, we've got a couple of... Uh, well, here, here's an interesting little app that we're about to release it in now yet. Um, I think you might know about the Braille Buzz hardware, which is a, sort of a little kid's toy with a Braille mm -hmm. keyboard on it, mm -hmm. Braille uh, letters. Um, we are doing an app that is the same concept to be uh, sort of a child's first introduction to a real refreshable Braille display. Um, oh, so interesting. Once, once, yeah, it's kind of cute. Wow. Once this is connected cool. to uh, a Braille display, you uh, you have pretty much the same features as the uh, Braille Buzz, except you actually get some dynamic Braille with it as well. Hmm. And that'll be that'll be a free one available both on iOS and Android. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think you um, you probably have heard of Code Jumper as well. Absolutely. A, yep. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Jeff, that's uh, we worked uh, with Microsoft pretty closely on mm -hmm. that. Uh, I haven't had too much of a, a uh, I haven't had too much practice with that, but uh, I've seen it, and I, I think it's just amazing that you know this is now out there and and really making a difference in the STEM field. That's it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're we're about to release an Android version of the software that goes with the kit too. I'd say here within the next ninety days or so. So that'll that's, be uh, that's great, uh, nice, yeah, addition. Yeah. We're uh, really trying to work on a, a lot more coding kind of things too. We've got a few new apps coming out. Uh, I think the sort of the best way to check on this stuff is uh, search for American Printing House in the App Store. Um, most of our new apps that are coming out now are going to be both for Android and iOS. We're, we're starting to use uh, the React Native uh, for okay. authoring. Mm -hmm. Really making a big difference. Yep. Yeah, it, it's hard to write an, uh, an app for both platforms. No, absolutely. 
Yeah, that's so, that, that's uh, exciting. And of course, you have the uh, crossword, uh, you know, web application. Oh yeah. Yep, and a new uh, typing web application. Yeah, that's too. right. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Boy, so. what, what do you do when you're not programming, Larry? I mean, you don't have time um, to do anything. <laughs> you know, I tell you, that's why I've been here for uh, so many years. I've I've got the uh, perfect setup, Jeff. I'm, I get to think of ideas and think of ways to do them, and then let other people do all. And the then goes. go golfing. Is that what you do? All right. <laughs> well, that's go. good. I love that. That, that that's great. <laughs> well, but yeah. If you hadn't checked out that crossword, that. I think that is probably one of the most amazing pieces of access technology in terms of using ARIA in the way it's intended to give you a uh, sort of a platform that works both for a visual and a uh, blind user. To, you know, it looks good, it solves real puzzles. It's it's pretty awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, listen, uh, I think it's time to go to the audience and let them ask questions. So, Tyson, what uh, what do you have for us? Okay, we have uh, three three participants so far, four now, and they're just going like crazy. All right, well, so let's, let's take the first one and let them rock. Okay. He's pulling them up right now. He's using eloquence to do it. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so the first one we have is Diane, and you are allowed to talk. Yes, I hope you can all hear me. We can. We can. Good. Um, mainly, uh, well, first of all, I just want to say that it sounds like you're coming up with an impressive uh, number of apps and equipment. I've tried the uh, nearby Explorer um at one point and it just seemed to be very cool. Uh, the, the main thing I just wanted to say though was that th there was some question at the beginning of the show about the uh, index embossers and the company that makes those seems to be index braille. Yep. How could we not think of that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I went and Googled it and it, it's index braille. Uh, <laughs> very easy. That, that was about all I had. Thank you very much. I will mute. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Diane. And we have Beth on the line next. Hi, Beth. You should have something up saying. There we go. Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. And hi. Sorry. Hey there, Beth. Hey. Long hi. time no here. Yeah, really. Um, I was wondering, do you remember in the good old days, Larry, when level star had the icon and you guys did the braille plus well i sure do is there anything on tap along those lines i think we need more choices i know nbp has one out and you know there are a few other couple of other places that have similar ones out but i don't think there's any that are smaller than those and i was just wondering if you guys are planning on having something like that out again thanks um, Beth, the, 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 that's a great question, and that's exactly why we came out with the Mantis and the Chameleon, because it's impossible to do a device like that. I, I wish I'd have known that before we started the Icon and the Braille Plus, because in the time it took us to develop that hardware, Google had already released three versions of their operating system, and you just as a small company, you 
abs- it's impossible to keep up with them. And that's why we have made the decision. Yeah, I think you've noticed on the Orbit Reader, the Braille Trail, both these new ones, we're keeping the onboard functionality simple, like an editor that doesn't need updating every month. Uh, a book reader and, and a, a newspaper reader. Those are things that we have a good handle on. We can we can deal with them. We can improve them. What we cannot do is keep up with the web technology and browser advancements. So that's why we've decided to leave that to the experts and uh, let you connect to them and use your device as a, a terminal for them. And it's, it is a very seamless, I mean, you really don't know the difference of using the Mantis as opposed to your uh, QWERTY keyboard on your PC, except you have that added benefit of a Braille display. So it's a good, stable connection, and it's uh, uh, fast and accurate. And, you know, that I, th- I think we all dream of having a little device about the size of an iPhone that Braille, you know, morphs out of it. I, we've well, we've already got a nice on-screen Braille keyboard for it, but that is not going to happen uh, at least in the next few years. Um, someday, maybe, uh, Beth, you, you you're ahead of your time. <laughs> we we all want that, but we're not quite there yet. Okay, thank you, thank Beth. you Beth. And we have uh, area code nine one five. You are on the line. It's nine five one. I think it's Nancy. Is that nine five one? Nine five one. Sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm That's probably Nancy. Yes, it is. Hi there. Yes, I'm wondering why you're not mentioning the um, whatever the other was called the. Um, uh, what's the other? What's the twenty cell real device called? Are you thinking chameleon? Oh, the chameleon. Yeah, the chameleon. That's, I mean, I'm a chameleon. That's why I couldn't think of it. Yeah, the, the chameleon. And what were the prices? And is it something? You, when is it going to come out? And yeah, you're absolutely you, right. I, I know it's a smaller device. Thank you. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the chameleon, uh, Larry. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think I sort of breezed over this in the beginning it's a it's 20 cell with a regular braille keyboard on it the sort of interesting thing uh about it in addition to having really the same pretty much the same software as the uh as the mantis is that this one also has audio capabilities so someday it doesn't the first version won't have this but the intent is to make this be a digital talking book reader as well as uh, a braille display um the size of it uh, you know just your average braille size I, I don't have the dimensions i don't have one of them in front of me here but you know it's a good portable size yeah um, i I've seen one, the chameleon. I I'm not good at dimensions, but it is it is a very um, it's a it's a nice form factor. It's very sleek, um, and it's good, you know, it has good, the, keys. good yeah. braille and yes. Yeah. I bet it would be I close to the orbit reader in dimensions. Probably it's actually so. I have an orbit, like I said, and it's the chameleon is kind of thinner and maybe not as 
not quite as wide. It's it's a it's more sleek than the orbit, and I don't know how to say that. <laughs> um, it's it, just, it's, it's a, not as tall as the orbit. Yes, yes. Thank you. When will it be out? What's the price of the I believe the uh, it'll be out within the next couple of months. Uh, where I, I really think it's going to be out within the next month. Uh, we're we're uh, working on it really hard, and uh, I think the price is fourteen ninety five. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was fifteen ninety five that I heard quoted somewhere. I remember it was just under sixteen hundred. I thought, oh, that's not bad at all. That's why they don't have me no. in marketing. Do they? Do they both use the same braille display, Larry? They do. Yeah. Okay. So the same whoever that braille display is, it's the same kind of the same kind of feel of braille, that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the braille display, Larry? I love it. it it's your typical uh, piezo electric. But is it nice nice to read for long periods of time, that sort of thing? I think it's fantastic, yeah. I have trouble with the orbit because it's kind of signage braille, and I can only read for so long after my fingers kind of get tired. I've heard other people say that. It doesn't bother me so much, but I don't don't sit there and read for hours on it either. I think the orbit is... uh, really good for people that might have neuropathy or just beginning braille readers where they need that extra rigidity. This chameleon has the same same things as the 40 cell uh, mantis, right? Just a little smaller. Yes. Uh-huh. 20 <laughs> okay. cells. Okay. Same, same thumb Thank keys you. on the front and same home button and everything. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought so, but I just want to be sure. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. Who else we got, Tyson? Uh, we got Steve on the line. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. we can, yeah, Steve. Okay. I, I'm not hearing myself come back through my headset for some reason. Great uh, conversation. I'm curious uh, if the devices can copy, say, short sections of text that a student would be reading from another book, say, into a uh, uh, one of the text documents uh, for taking notes off books and that sort of thing. And also, if you have any kind of a procedure for copying blocks of text from the device into, say, an iPhone. Um, that's a great question, and I do not have the answer to that. I don't think we I, do yet. No. Um, yeah, I don't think it can copy text. So what they recommend for moving, and I actually brought this up to APH as well, was that it would be nice if if you could um, because again like for me for my work computer I cannot because it's a I work for a state agency so I cannot put a USB drive into my work computer they will it will wipe it so I did tell them it would be nice to have a way to be able to move files back and forth um, but right now you have to use either a USB or an SD card um, and then you know have a reader with your iPhone or whatever. Um, so that might be a future update. Okay, thank you. I mean, you you can put it into um, um, treat. You can treat the device as a mass storage device too, right? I mean, I, I know I've done this with Android. I don't know if it works on uh, iOS or not. 
but um, you can copy files straight to it over the USB port as well. So who do we have next, Tyson? We have uh, someone who's listed as call underline user one. That's a very popular name. I saw it Saturday it as well. It is. Mm -hmm. So if you if you see something pop up on your screen, please unmute. Well, I think that, that's me. Is that me? Oh, it's Roger. No, who knows that? Okay. Oh, my yeah, gosh, Roger, Roger Peterson. Roger Peterson. Yep. Yeah, well, I, 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 I interviewed. Hey, Roger. Good to hear from you. I, Jeff wasn't <laughs> when I first knew him. But, uh, you interviewed me at Telesensory back in the 80s. you remember that, uh, Roger? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I also wanted to say that I'm really glad to hear that there are some Braille people who prefer to type QWERTY rather than Braille, because uh, I feel that way, too. And I always thought the reason for, for me having that problem is that I was in the fifth grade before the Perkins Brailler came out. I'm so <laughs> Not everybody can say that, can they? <laughs> wait, was That's Louis a great Bra line. Wait, was Louis Braille even around when you were a little? <laughs> just on a slate and stylus, my friend. Just, just, just kidding, just kidding, Roger. Just kidding, Roger. Deaf <laughs> and blind. <laughs> oh no, Ro uh, Roger's been a gem in our in our industry and uh, yeah. someone that I have uh, highly admired. And um, we need Me to hear too. more from you, sir. You are uh, you are you're just you're an awesome man. We hear oh, from him all the time in California. I I also have a Vario Ultra with its peculiarities. Wasn't it Paul that has the Vario Ultra? Yeah, yeah. That was a good that was a good display though. Yeah. You got it. Absolutely. Yeah, that thing was, mm -hmm. that's nice qualities. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's all I have, I think. Great. Thank Th you. Hey, thanks so much, Roger. Good to hear from you. It was good to talk to you guys. Yep. Who else thanks, we got? Roger. All right, we have Julie on the line. Yes. I'm a little confused. Now I I understand that the that this reader will or that this braille display will not read kindle books but if you bluetooth it to your iphone or something like that then it can read them yes exactly okay okay and what about pdf yep same thing okay you can do it with uh, your iphone or you know your pc okay all right thank you mm -hmm. Thank you, Julie. We have Terry on the line. We've got about three more, after, three more after Terry. Hey there, Larry. Good to hear you. Well, hey, Terry. Uh, <laughs> wanted to ask uh, if you could uh, do both the Mantis and the Chameleon have cursor routing keys? Uh, yes, they do. They sure. Okay. Do. And can I also ask, could you say a little more about the 14 cell display that's yeah. coming out soon? Oh, it's already out. That's the Braille Trail. Oh, okay. And um, uh, it's the price is one of the most amazing things about it. It's uh, nine ninety five. Wow. Um, does it have cursor routing keys? My famous question. Thank you very it, well, much. They're not actually keys, Terry. They are optical sensors. So you put your finger over it, and you can adjust the amount of pressure. Um, mm -hmm. You need to press, and it gives you optionally a vibration. 
when it detects your finger okay. there. So. And that's above each Braille character. It is. They're, all three of them are above. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You're Thank welcome. You, Good to hear from you. Thank you, Likewise. Terry. Okay. We have Debbie up next. She's probably trying to unmute. Yeah, she's needs yeah. to unmute. You're right. mute. Hello. There, there you go. You Hello there. Can you hear us? Uh, okay. Am I unmuted now? There you are. Yes, you are. Okay, great. Um, thanks, Larry. It's Debbie Detheridge. And um, are these, can you use these uh, as standalone or would you hook them up to like a PC and do they have note taker capabilities? They do. Yep, they're made to be used uh, either standalone or connected to uh, a PC or a Mac or a Chromebook, um, an iPhone, an Android tablet or phone, an iPad, uh, pretty much all the uh, major kinds of devices. Um, but yeah, as far as using it standalone, you've got a note taker in it. Uh, really more than a note taker, it's a good good editor. And then a book reader that connects uh, directly to Bookshare. And then a newspaper and magazine reader that connects directly to uh, Newsline. Also, and does it, it has a okay. calculator. Does it have speech on it as well or just Braille? Just Braille. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Debbie. Anything else, Debbie? Uh, no. And when will these be available to look at? Well, you know, APH is uh, is shut down right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it's a shame. You're right in the neighborhood. It's uh, be nice for you to be able to go over there. You know what you can do, though, is call up customer service and make an appointment with them. And when things loosen up a little bit, I think they'll uh, somebody right. would be glad to show it to you. Okay, thanks. Uh, both of them, in fact, yeah. And the Mantis is available now. Okay. Um, the uh, chameleon, I, I don't know the exact date, but I'm thinking within the next month or two. And what's the price point on the chameleon? Um, well, Is Larry it says it's fifteen ninety five. <laughs> I, I didn't know if they were both the same. I can't price argue with him. A- <laughs> uh, the mantis <laughs> is twenty four ninety five. Okay. Is it really? That's that's a really good price, honestly. I thought it was it like, I thought it was thirty three or something like no, that. No, I don't Man, think so. If that's twenty four. I'll be sending my uh, card in tomorrow. <laughs> that's amazing. No, it's twenty four ninety five. I bought it. it. Uh, twenty four ninety five. Yeah, it's uh, when you for forty cells. That's uh, that's that's unheard. That's yeah. unheard of. Yeah, that's, that's unheard yeah, of. And it's, yeah. and it's the good braille. So I mean, not not that yeah, it is bad. It's just different, you know. But um, this is the. The piezoelectric. So because I was see. watching that, I remember I thought it was like thirty three, and I thought, well, even that, no. even that's good, Mm-mm. because because when I wanted a braille display, I mean, you guys, this is what APH has done is absolutely marvelous. Yeah. When I wanted a braille display, I couldn't find anything with a decent note taker in it. Uh, I you know the, I don't want to give anybody a bad rap, but I mean the the APH one seems like it's going to do more than the comparable displays that are out there right now. And, but I wanted a good note taker. And the only thing I could find at that time, I had to pay $6,000. And now to think we can get a, a decent note taker for under 3000 is absolutely wonderful. 
It's and it's about time the price of Braille has come yeah. down. Exactly. Yes. yes. I think the the hybrid portion is what I like. Again, so you know, you have you have an editor, you have the ability to write in a notepad type feature and read books and stuff, but you don't have all of those features of a of a you know quote dedicated note taker, which for some people that's what they need and they want, and that's great that we offer that in the market. But for those of us who you know again are using our phones a lot, our PCs, our iPads, whatever, you know yeah. we we but we still might want some of these features. So I agree. See, I, really I didn't, but I had, no cho- I had no choice. Sure. Well, so, and, yes. and, and you know it's really a disservice to a user to try to put a browser onto something like this because. The, today's modern web is not uh, mm-hmm. conducive to text browsing, to put it mildly. Larry, can you, I don't know if we have the time, but can you kind of briefly tell us about maybe some of the um, capabilities of the editor? I mean, can I, can I cut out a block of text if I need to? Can I center something if I needed to? What, what can I actually do with that editor? It's it's pretty basic. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, like, like I said, if you want to write um, a, a formatted final, you know, document to publish, you're going to want to hook it up to your um, PC, yeah, to, to or, or, or something. This this is really to take notes with. Yeah, get get your thoughts out on on, yeah, on, yeah. on Braille. Yeah, the, the way your, that I heard it was it's a pencil and paper. Like, yeah, you know? right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how uh, Greg uh, talked about yeah. it on a, yes. on a you know in another interview. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Tyson, do we have any more people with raised hands? About we have like five people. Do waiting, we really, waiting, Larry? Are you willing to? Uh, yeah, hold on oh, one second. Are you willing to stick around a little bit longer, Larry? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Vicky. Okay. I Vicky. assume you're talking to this, Larry. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to no, yeah, never Larry asked me. No, he, <laughs> he no. Larry, Larry Gasman will just go take a nap if he needs one. That's that's fine. I could. <laughs> I think we're to Vicky. Are we not? I, Hi. There you go. Hi. I'm Colorado, and I just have a couple of comments and a quick question here. Um, I have a, a very old hymns product that I love to death, although I can't access really the internet with it anymore, but I can, uh, I can use it as a note taker, etc. And I can copy and paste and lift, uh, lift sections. I can't send e- email with it and stuff. So it's because the operating system, um, you know, got antiquated. I love that product and I've had it for years and no trouble, but I need a new Braille display. So I, I'm looking at um, these thinking maybe this might do it. Yeah. And I also paid 6000 and something when I got this. So it's wonderful to see the price of Braille come down. You can get two of these for that price. Yeah, yeah. I sure can. <laughs> I love it. But um, you know, one thing I one application that I do use a lot is that I, I happen to have, say, for example, a Bible in it and I can cut and paste and put that into documents. So if you have documents stored on it, can you cut and paste and copy between the documents that are actually there? Would be my question. I, I, I feel really stupid for not knowing the answer. Yeah, I don't think we can, though, right? According to Katie? I don't think so either. Okay. Katie? 
I'm here. Um, I just had to mute. But no, um, you cannot, um, you can, you know, copy files from like the SD card or whatever, move the right. files around. There is a file manager, but I don't think there's any sort of text manipulation right now at this point. So that's okay. Larry will work on that when he hangs up. He'll go code yeah, that, that up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Former update out tomorrow. Yeah, he'll he'll get that in there for you. Tomorrow, right? Larry, let me ask you a question real quick in case we don't get to this. Is the documentation for the Mantis anywhere where we can get it and read it? Yeah, I think uh, it's online at uh, on the uh, Mantis page on the APH website. As far okay. as I know, yeah. I, I know okay. it wasn't there at the uh, initial launch, but I believe they put it up there now. Yep, great. Yeah, there's some um, okay. because that would answer a lot of our questions. Great. Yeah, there's a pretty good FAQ question um, section that's that's constantly updated as well, um, and I think they have now since added the user mm -hmm. manual on on the website. Um, it's also on the Mantis itself when you get it. So that's cool, too. Does it come with a case? Mine did not. Um, they're going to be sending one, I think. Yeah. yeah, I just I got in so early that I didn't get one. It's really so. not a case. It's sort of a more of a uh, sleeve sort of. Uh, well, not a sleeve, a bumper, sort of like a phone case. Kind oh, of. okay. Oh, okay. And uh, we, product sells one too, I think. Yep, and we have those available now uh, from APH. Executive uh, Products already made one. Yep, we worked with the. Oh, wow. Oh, hundred nineteen dollars, I believe. Yeah, I'll is. be, I'll be sending it, giving him my credit card again. Boy, I, I, I tell <laughs> you, as far as the, uh, as far as the little surround, though, uh, we'll, we'll be sending those out. I, yeah. I suspect within a couple of weeks, and then the new ones that ship out will have it included with them. Yeah. Okay, great. Tyson, who else do we have? We have Nolan on the line. Hey, Nolan. Good evening. Good evening, uh, gentlemen. Good evening. Um, thank, thank you for this. Don't forget uh, Katie. Topic. And and Katie, thank you so much yeah. for, thank you. Katie for says doing thank this you. this evening. <laughs> um, greatly appreciate uh, what you guys are um, covering tonight. Um, I want to say how much how much how much important the devices are i feel as a blind person i feel like i could you know get a pretty good handle on one of these braille displays but at this point right now i don't have the money to right now since aph is closed and i i thank you for this topic uh Larry, and I greatly appreciate it tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. <clears throat> I, I want to be clear. APH is open virtually. It's just that you can't go into the building. Like, uh, you know, like Debbie called in a while ago. She she probably lives about a mile from APH, and <laughs> she, she often just will walk in there to look at a product. Uh, oh, I don't know about often, but other other people do. So that's that's the only thing that's really not cooking right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many more do we have, Tyson? Two. We have uh, two more. Okay, great. Okay, we have, we're going to we take have, these two, and we'll then we're going to let two. Larry go. Okay. All right. Fran, you're okay to talk? Okay. It's not Fran. It's her husband. But I have a question regarding uh, Money Talks. I love the program. I've used it extensively, and I'd like to know if there's any upgrades for it. Ah, great. <clears throat> that That is a heck of a program, isn't it? Yes, it is. I, I used that, that thing for six years. Me I too. Used that for good forever. It was an amazing program. Um, uh -huh. 
we do have plans to update that and i would we would love to have your feedback on what you think the most important ways to uh the most important things to enhance on it and throw it on my phone <laughs> you, you already got them written down huh yeah there you go uh why don't you email them to me or if you're on the money talks list uh send it oh, to sure. that there you go and great idea there's a I money would, talks list. There's a money talks. Yes, list. there is. Yeah. I will be. I'll figure out where it is and I'll get on it. Okay. Uh, if you read you the manual, it, it's, uh, it tells you in the manual. Sure. I, I used uh, to know all this stuff by heart, but boy, age does something to your memory. I, I <laughs> you, you can, it really you does. Can, you can thank Pamela for me for money talks. She's really helped me along the way with it. I Good. think she's yeah. helped a lot of people. She's marvelous. She she's true. She yeah. She's amazing. Yep. And you is know she the lady that. Uh, yeah. You know the lady that called in a minute ago, Terry. She is the uh, was the project leader on Money Talks there at APH. She came up oh with the idea, gosh. and uh, hmm. what a great one it was! So I, I use that thing almost every day. Awesome. Yeah. All right, we Thank got one more much. for you, Larry. Okay. Okay, and last but not least, we have Rachel. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I came in late, so I really missed a lot. And I'm just wondering if the Manus has a QWERTY keyboard. It does. A nice one. Oh, it does. You know, and one thing I didn't mention, so I'm glad you asked this uh, question. Um, it has marks on strategic points on the keyboard like little bumps on f4 and f8 uh so um jeff you were asking a while ago about separation of the arrow keys and things and and mm -hmm. that is true but it also has these uh of course on the f and the j as well but uh they feel other... like the same bumps yeah as the, the j that's awesome but... Love and that. it's so easy to find the function keys because they're on the 4, 8, and 12 of the function row. Oh, that's nice. That's it nice. is nice. It's that little orientation touch that, you know, we don't necessarily need, but it's certainly nice to have when you're just like needing to find that. So. Absolutely. Well, Larry, th thank you uh, so very much for uh, having, you know, coming on this evening and talking with us all about what's going on at APH and how can people get a hold of you? Uh, my email is lscootcon, which is L-S-K-U-T-C-H-A-N, at APH.org. Great. And th right. thank you, uh, Jeff, and uh, good to uh, hear from all you guys. I hadn't... Uh, we haven't talked to you in many, many years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, since yeah. CSUN, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So let's, uh, let's stay in touch. Let's do that. Thanks for having me on here. Great. We'll be right back right after this, and we have a guest who has appeared with us to talk with us a little bit about Old Main Menu, and she's a, a voice that I think everyone will remember if you've been a longtime Main Menu fan. So we'll be right back right after this. Hello, David Trot, Treasurer of the American Council of the Blind. It's uh, great to be talking to you. I'd like to talk to you about a couple of programs I've got coming up. The MMS program, which you can join now and be eligible for gifts this summer and the Braille Forum Raffle. And I always look forward to talking to you. Remember, my email address is my name, David Trot, no dots, no spaces, at charter.net. Thank you. That's right. The ACB convention's coming up in uh, less than, well, what, a week and a half now. And uh, a lot of us are working 
really hard on that right now. And uh, it's, uh, it's been a little crazy. But let's bring the crew back in here. And welcome to the, uh, the panelist side of things. Our, our, our cohort, in, cohort in crime here. And uh, doing all kinds of crazy things out there. And Janine, welcome. Hey, hey. <laughs> you know, we should have let you ask a question about uh, sure. the mantis, you know? Well, but you know you everything, know, so you don't need to ask questions. I wish. I wish I did. I want to get my hands on these things. That's yeah. one thing I'm going to miss we'll, about the, the convention. Is like We'll give you Katie's hands. address oh. and you yeah. can go. I, I was going to say, I know <laughs> hey. where you live, Katie. Yeah, yeah. We could, uh, we could arrange a meeting, but I, uh, I'm keeping my hands on my mantis. You're not getting it. <laughs> I wear gloves. But, she, yes. but you see, she runs to the restroom on occasion with the board yeah. meeting, and so I'll just walk off with I it when see. she does that. Right, right. Well, got it. Got yeah. it. Those of you who don't know, Katie and I actually live in the same city. So, yes. And, and oh, well, you have ample opportunity. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, so, so Janine, we had you come on to talk a little bit about reminiscing about the, you know, the, the show and, and, um, and, you know, we'll, we'll probably let you talk a little Ira if you want to, uh, but just to kind of. You know, what are you? What are your thoughts? You know, ACB is uh, ACB Radio has kind of gone under a a major transformation here, and uh, it's pretty exciting. So I am just so stunned by the fact that we are pulling this together and doing this virtual convention literally in like three months. You know, we pulled this together since April. Going, okay, you know what? We have to do it this way. Let's do it, and you know, it really kind of goes with the spirit of ACB Radio. I mean, I remember the way I got involved was just working at a radio reading service and loving to produce radio programs. And then Jonathan Mosen said, oh, guess what? We can teach you how to use SoundForge and Windows, and we're going to have this class at the 2000 ACB convention. Holy whoa, yeah. Two days of, I think it was two days. It was at least one very long day of SoundForge training. And we had probably, I don't know how many people in that room and just together there creating stuff, learning about audio editing. I mean, it was really amazing. And then many of those people went on to do things, you know, with ACB radio over the years. And in 2015, I remember Debbie Hazelton calling me and saying, hey, you know, main menu, um, we need some help. Would you like to be part of the team? And yeah. I said, are you kidding me? Yes. You know, because I thought, whoa, main menu. I mean, that takes some chops to be able to do that. And it, we were a whole new gang kind of revamping and refreshing main menu. And I just remember the the phrase from our all of our time together. Hey, Jason, what are we going to do next week? Because honestly, guys, <laughs> some weeks we had no idea what we were going to do. Yeah, sometimes we didn't it's the know. same today. Uh, yes, well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> although although with Main Menu Live, we're, we are planning a little bit ahead because we have yes. to get a hold of vendors oh. and stuff like that. And so that's yeah. making life a little a little easier. But hey, you remember this guy? Hey, everyone, this is Jamie Pauls, and I am so honored to be a part of the 20-year celebration of Main Menu. It was one of a kind when it started, and in many ways, it still is. It's been a staple of the blind community for its entire existence, I think. I was pleased to be a part of a team who worked on 
producing the program. And eventually I transitioned into a host position and still had an amazing team that I worked with. There's no way that I could possibly name everyone who worked with me on that project. I would forget someone and then I would feel bad. But I am going to mention two people. One is Jeff Bishop, who was just an experienced producer, broadcaster, someone who I could talk to and who always was encouraging, would give me advice, would answer questions if I had them, but always let me have my wings and fly. The other person is Chase Crispin. Chase at the time was a young high school student who I think for as long as I've known anything about him has been more mature than his years. And Chase's dedication to the project was unsurpassed by anyone that I know anything about. Later on, I went on to do other podcasts. Many of you know the work that I've been privileged to be a part of and am now writing. And along with doing some writing, I'm also doing some audio editing. So I've been able to be a part of many different things in the blind community and have loved everything that I've done. But I go back to those main menu days. The first thing I remember submitting to Jonathan Mosen back in the day was a service called Press Play, which was kind of a forerunner to Spotify, I guess, and all of those other services that we take for granted today. I think back to the horrendous audio quality, a little desktop microphone on a computer that I had no way of getting rid of all the background hum and no skill in doing so. Anyway, Jonathan was kind. He allowed me to submit that material and he aired it on Main Menu. So again, congratulations to everyone. I'm looking forward to seeing where Main Menu goes in the future, and I will continue to be a contented listener and who knows, maybe even a contributor again at some point. Take care and stay well, everyone. Woohoo! Yay. Jamie Pulse. Yeah. Good wow. stuff. Yeah. Good That's stuff. awesome. Yeah, that was that was that was great. And uh, we heard from Chase too. And, and in fact, some of you ha- have been asking for archives of all of the main menu shows, you know, we had a server crash back in 2010, so we lost a few years of, of content, and uh, Chase actually has all of it. And so we, wow. are, we are working really, really hard on, I'm, I'm going to probably end up shipping that guy a hard drive and seeing if he'll put it all on that, because I don't know that I want to transfer it uh, over no. Dropbox. It's probably going to be pretty, pretty big. Wow. So and I, I think uh, we're, everybody we're excited will be surprised that. And, 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 at and the audio quality. It, yeah, well, that's okay. No, people want no. it. I, I mean, yeah. we get tons of email messages about this. We, mm-hmm. People, oh, yeah. people are week. begging for it. Every week we get email about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're excited about that. And, and we hope to get Chase on to find out what that, that guy's up to. You know, I think he's done with college now. And, you know, just... Uh, okay, we're yeah. officially old now, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm getting really old. Oh. Not, yeah, not, yeah. not as old as Larry, though. <laughs> no, not great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> getting up there. So, well, let's turn. We, we, we kind of uh, put a little bit in the email about WWDC, if I can't even say the stupid thing. Uh, wanted to get some people's thoughts on what we heard. And I thought we would, would, would turn to Paul. Maybe then we'll turn to you, Janine. Did you keep up with it, Janine? I did. Okay, I did. good. Okay, good. Okay. So, Paul, mm-hmm. do you want to kick us off? Okay, I think Paul's muted. So, Janine, would you like to go first? Okay, so I, I'm excited about some of the things. I mean, I can't elaborate on a lot because I wasn't quite prepared. Um, you know, I always read the, the show uh, 
promo, actually, I did um, skim through the WWDC uh, keynote yesterday, uh, and I listened to a lot of podcasts today at high speed to see what I'm missing. And some of the things that are coming to Mac are pretty interesting. Um, some of the new things for Safari, some of the new looks for Safari, some of the is sort of trying to make one operating system out of Mac and iOS and iPad is I can't wait till a good blindness related scanning app comes to the Mac. Um, that would be a wonderful thing, whichever one it is, whichever one of the uh, the. Uh, catalyst apps we actually get first for scanning. Uh, that will be an interesting time. I'm in the market for one of those. Um, I was most interested in the iOS 14 feature that is going to allow us to have some custom gestures for the back of the phone by just tapping on the back of the phone. Yeah, a double tap and a triple tap, right? Yeah. There's 23 yeah. different things you can do, including running a shortcut. That is very cool. It was yeah. one of the things that I really liked. I had a Galaxy S10 for a little bit, and I was trying it and getting my feet wet in Android. And I loved being able to do that on the back of the phone. So, you know, we'll see how this goes. They say you can do it through the case, so we'll yeah. see. I think it oh, uses wow. the, uh, yeah. you know, cool. sensors in the in the phone. Yeah. So this will be yep. uh, this will be interesting. Uh, ah. The thing that I'm excited about are widgets on the home screen. Widgets on the home screen are going to be really yes. interesting. The way they've kind of souped that up, and being able to do what are those things called app. Uh, <laughs> The word that's in my brain now is app applets. slices. Applets. Thank app, you. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom, yeah, applets, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those sound neat to me. Oh, yeah. And being able to customize so much of that information so you can get exactly what you want now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's going to be pretty interesting if it if it all works as, you know, as planned. And hopefully it will. Um, let's see. There was one other thing that was really, oh, AirPods. AirPods. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Janine, you can't buy a pair of it. No, no. Oh, my gosh. Well, the, the big thing that's coming to AirPods is some more capabilities in filtering sound for people and being able to alert to certain alarms for folks. Right. Doorbells, wearing, crying babies. Yeah. 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 And that's, and I will be curious to see how they set that up. If they are, you know, generic noises or if you have to set that up somehow. Um, and then the ability to have this audio that follows your head. If you're not looking directly at your phone, let's say you're laying in bed and your phone is somewhere else. The audio is going to mimic where your head is in relation to your phone. I, that's going to be wild to see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, kind of like the Bose frames that just got discontinued. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah that was quite, the, 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 quite that a I, disappointment, oh, actually. Oh, the, I didn't know they're discontinued now. The, oh, shoot. I just bought well, these a week ago, and then the day, after they, the day after they arrived, I read on Twitter that they're not going to they, produce well, them anymore. Well, they actually shut down further developments in their AR department at Bose. So I don't know if they Mm -hmm. will just stop the AR where it is right now. Maybe Apple bought them. 
No, they're probably um, no, they're probably gonna they'll, they'll probably continue to sell them, but I don't know that we're gonna yeah. see. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna see any updates. updates. And, and so yeah, that's okay. They're still useful. Really, sadly, oh, and they're great quality too. I mean, yeah. the, the only app that really works with them now and takes advantage of that is Soundscape. So yeah, yeah. but it's worth getting them just for that. Oh, to be honest with you, definitely. The, yeah. the AR, AR apps really were not very accessible because um, you can also use those same AR apps with regular Bose headphones, and so I tried a few. <laughs> You yeah. had a Star Wars one where you could pretend you were in the Millennium Falcon. Oh, but you it, you had to have somebody sighted to kind of set it up for you. But all the apps mm. they were just not voiceover accessible. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a few minutes to take I, some calls. If people want to uh, give us some comments about what they would like to see on future episodes of Main Menu Live, so if uh, anybody wants to raise their hand, we'll have Tyson let us know. And mm-hmm. oh, we have some raised hands. I see. Oh, yeah. three. Wow. 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 Yeah, they're already jumping in. Wow. Holy. <laughs> All right, let's let's and, uh, and let's Jeff, do this. Yeah, can I comment too? Um, sure. I I'm really excited about so the Mac um, with the new silicon chip. The way I understood it is we're not only getting some catalyst apps, but that we'll get native apps on the Mac and the iPhone and the iPad. So yes, an iOS app will run on wrong, on the Mac. Yeah, we could run Bard or any of the apps. Yeah, um, that would so be I'm, great. I'm holding off. I. I'm trying to wait on a new Mac. <laughs> I just, I will be getting mine oh. tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, tomorrow or Friday. It'll be coming uh, yeah. either one of the, I don't have the uh, ship notice yet, but I had to get a new one. My yeah. 2015 was just not running things anymore. Well, and, yeah, I have a yeah. MacBook 2015, so mm-hmm. I don't know. And and I love it. It's a wonder. It's the one of the last ones with the function keys. So yeah. touch bar is going to be all kinds of fun. But mm. uh, the silicone yep. Macs will not be able to do boot camp either. No. So yep. hopefully no. VMware Fusion yep. will work. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. That, so, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a big deal. I, I hope that's going to yes. work. Yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. just have to wait I and see. I have not had a good experience with Fusion. So oh, I have. I have. I have. Oh, good. Yeah. And it's possible that because I tried it back in 2014, 2015, it's changed a lot since then. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. All right, Tyson, who do we have? Okay, first up, we have Beth. Hey, Beth. Welcome back again. (laughs) Hello, guys. I have a suggestion for uh, a topic that I think would be of great interest, and that's electronic travel aids. Electronic travel aids. All right, tell us. uh, Like what exactly? Such as the, um, the buzz clip, for one. And there's another one made by Wearworks called the Wayband. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Mm-hmm. I've heard, heard of that one. And there's, there's a, one then there's a Sunu band. Remember. Yeah, the Wayband. Well, there's a Sunu band. And Isn't that the different one? one? And I can't remember what it's called now that I had heard of. Okay, well, but I think that would be an interesting topic. Okay, we'll look into that. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, the way band is very much like the Sunu band. That's um, it, Sunu band. That yep, was the other one. Yep, and I, I actually have a Sunu band. I got that specifically for conventions when I had to stand at a table and kind of monitor where people were. Yeah, <laughs> and that worked well. <laughs> It did actually, and now uh, that is a great tool if you happen to have one or think of getting one for doing the social distancing thing. Oh, and that's great. monitoring people for that. That's a sure. really good tool for I that. I just take my mask off and scare people, Jenny. Yeah. That just works for me. <laughs> the, they run, the right? The, the way has a thing where you walk along, and apparently, now I've never seen one. There's like a virtual corridor. It's like it vibrates, and if you 
if you turn away from where you're supposed to be walking, I think that's when it vibrates to let you know, hey, you're out of the corridor. Mm -hmm. It's like an invisible. It it just fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Beth. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Who else we got, Tyson? Thank you, Beth. We got Nolan is ready to go. Hey, Nolan. Welcome back. Hey, um, I want to cover the WWDC for a couple minutes, if I may. Sure. Um, so, one of the things that uh, Tim Cook did not mention, or one of the people that did not mention on the WWDC recorded event that was posted out on Monday, it was uh, live-streamed, they did not talk about what is changed in accessibility side of things, including voiceover and what is changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of skeptical and concerned about why that might be the case, why they didn't cover it yet. Well, I, I, I they have to cover a lot of features during these events, and mm-hmm. uh, accessibility is, is a pretty niche thing. And it, it's right. not just accessibility either. There are literally probably hundreds of features that they do not talk about on stage. They're covering the, you know, the things that are going to get the wow moment. And uh, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. Plus, you know, we may not have seen all the features that are coming. Uh, uh, no in, way. No. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> as we, as I, we I see more this, betas. I sent, a thing to Jeff, I sent a thing to Jeff the other day with a whole bunch of features that they did not cover on stage. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff they didn't cover. Yeah, so it's not and just specific. Of this, yeah, and speaking of this too, I was looking in the Apple developer iOS application mm-hmm. where you can actually enroll into the developer program and you can actually beta test as a uh, in the, the developer program for iOS 14, I believe. You, actually, there will be a public beta test available in July, so you do not okay. need to enroll in the developer program to do that. And there are, there are lots of videos that you can watch from the developer conference, uh, including ones on accessibility and shortcuts and all kinds of great stuff. Okay, that'd be, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm, 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 really, um, ble- I'm really blessed with, with this uh, main menu live tonight. I greatly Appreciate you guys putting this together. Thank you, you bet. So much. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, Nolan. Thank yep. you. Thank you, Nolan. Who else we, we got? Diane Thank on the line. Hey, Diane. Hi, I'm back. Yep. Um, <laughs> I I hope that um, that you will keep the Apple Talk going on on uh, Main Menu and on Main Menu Live. Uh, the one the one thing that is of interest to me is they were talking about how you can arrange your apps on the home screen and it mm-hmm. took me a long time to set up all the fo- all the folders yeah. that I have on my mm-hmm. iPhone and I wonder if if this is going to allow me to eliminate those and show them and and show everything in some other way or well um, now there's a library uh, thing that will be on the last page and it will have all of your apps and they put them in categories but you can also list them alphabetically and then the other nice thing you can do is you can hide pages so for instance mm-hmm. if you've got you know seven or eight pages and you really don't need to see all those pages you could 
put the apps that you really use maybe on the first one or two pages, hide the rest of the pages, but still have all of that available to you in the library. Yep. And the there's a search page. field too. So you can search. Correct. Yep. That's going to be nice. Yep. And so you can those... still ask Siri to open a certain app, even though that page is hidden, you can still say open this particular app, That's whatever right. it happens to be. Right. So uh, do, you, do you think they're getting rid of the um, folders or? No, uh, they're not getting no. rid of no. Some of us no. that are kicking no. and might no. be no. kicking and no. screaming no. about no. changes. Nope. 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 They're just making this library thing at the end so that you can list your app and they will list them. So for instance, they will put, I noticed yesterday, they, they put Ira in lifestyle. They decided That's that was the category they wanted to put it in. Okay, <laughs> <Right>. well. <laughs> and, so when, and so when, you, when you're editing your app, one of the other choices on there is add to library. Ah, uh, okay. See? So now you can okay. add that to the library. Okay. Great. That, that, that's, thanks a lot for... I, Thanks for a lot for explaining that to me. Sure. And I will, I will mute. Okay. Speaking of that, speaking of that search, um, someone mentioned on uh, Twitter that uh, they are going to give you the ability to search the emoji keyboard. Yes, they are. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Because the one emoji that I want is never where I think it's going to be. I know. Absolutely. Or you thought you just used it, but you can't find it in your frequently used. Not in the frequently Uh used. And I love my emojis. There you go. I do as well. Yeah. Well, smiling Ty- face with squinting eyes. There you yeah. go. Well, Tyson, smiling face. Do we have anyone else? We have one last one, and Julie is ready to go. Okay. Yes, I was on a meeting this morning, and I think somebody was already using the beta test for iOS 14. Probably the developer beta, I would guess. Yeah, it's a developer um, beta at this point. Yeah. 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 There's and, nothing uh, publicly so, available so yet. So that person yeah. must have been in the developers then, yeah. th- since they were using it. And I will tell you guys from an app uh, provider standpoint, if you decide to use either the public beta or the developer beta and something goes wrong with your Ira app, we can't help you. Nope. <laughs> because nope. we that's, are that's developing the for the end road of iOS 14, not these, you know, uh, public developer betas. So be very careful where you install that and put it on a device that you're not going to be using as your primary device. Don't don't be like Janine, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But uh, And I know people say that every year, and people are excited to see some of the new things in, in the newest you know, betas of iOS. And the public betas, I think, do help a lot. But, mm-hmm. boy, you can really mess yourself up if they break something Absolutely. big and accessible. I've never really done those betas, so I don't plan on it. But I, but I know that someone is doing one already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to skip it this year. I I did it for I didn't do it last year, but I did it a couple of years before with iOS 11 and 12, and it was a little too much like skating on thin ice yeah. for me. <laughs> All right. So. Well, listen, we have one other thing to play here. We want to kind of take us all back here and talk with someone who was a former president of the organization who's been involved in all kinds of different ways uh, throughout ACB and we want to hear from him about the founding of ACB radio and what he thinks about where main menu is today too so Larry take it away main menu when it first started uh, was 
a chance to hear the latest in technology. And Jonathan Mosin was the host, as you, you already know, if you've listened over the last month or two. But Paul Edwards was an integral part of that particular program and the beginning of ACB Radio. And he's with us now doing Tuesday Topics again for the second time. New subject matter. Well, not necessarily all new subject matter, but new people for the most part. But we're here to talk mainly about Main Menu, and we'll probably get into some other stuff as well. But, uh, Paul, welcome to Main Menu, and thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really wanted to do this interview, so I'm excited to be here. Let's talk a little bit about Main Menu, how it evolved. Jonathan talked about it a little bit uh, a few weeks ago, but but how did you get involved in this particular program? Well, I was really a neophyte where Internet Radio was concerned and knew very little about it when when Main Menu came along. But I was a technology geek and have been, no, really, since since technology started, I was a, a, an early adopter of things like VersaBrails, and and um, I think I probably had the first the first speech system developed. It was um, it was a proprietary system developed by the University of Florida in 1978. Um, so it was certainly one of the earlier ones, um, and and it operated in early Apple computers before before such such things as the early speech synthesizers came along. This one was actually built into the Apple itself. So it was kind of fun. But anyway, um, so I was always interested in, in technology and, and used it pretty widely. Um, once Windows came along, I became less and less competent because by then I, I had a pretty responsible job and not nearly enough time to try to keep up with, with the the changing environment but when when main menu came along and internet radio came along and when i began to understand what internet radio was and could be i became absolutely committed to the idea uh, that the american council of the blind ought to see if we could find a way uh, to create uh, an internet radio station that would for the first time, create opportunities for information about blindness and information presented by blind people to be made available to folks all around the world in an environment uh, where we weren't charging anything for it. And as it happened, soon after I found out about Made Menu, uh, I was going to New Zealand. And so before I left for New Zealand, I talked to the ACB board and talked in particular about Jonathan Mosin and about what he was doing and asked for permission to at least enter into some negotiations with Jonathan uh, to see whether he might be interested in becoming the leader of this, this new and, and for me, groundbreaking idea of ACB radio. And so when I got to New Zealand, I spent a good deal of time with Jonathan and we became, I think, fast friends. And, and um, he had recently, um, as Jonathan is wont to do, um, decided that he was going to leave the job he had 
So he was between jobs and therefore was persuadable to take something he loved uh, and apply it to, with a with a much broader brush. So to go beyond main menu uh, to to the much broader idea of putting together an internet radio station. Now, were you president of ACB at the time? I was, but we were we we were doing okay financially, but but we weren't doing great. And and clearly, um, it was it was a pretty substantial ask. For me to say to the ACB board, uh, I I need you to allocate money uh, to enable us to create an infrastructure in 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 terms of in terms of equipment and storage and and other things for ACB radio. But I but I also need you to agree to pay a salary to this guy. And and I need to say we were not paying Jonathan Mosen an awful lot of money. Did you both have an agenda of things that you specifically wanted to accomplish concerning ACB radio and main menu? I think that was, that was the exciting thing. We, and I guess I'm putting words into Jonathan's mouth here, but I think we were, we were like-minded creatures. Um, my presidency in ACB for me was all about trying to explain ACB to ACB. And I think, I think Jonathan approved of much of what I said ACB was. It had to do, it had to do with democracy. Uh, it, it, it had to do with being open to a wide range of opinion. It had to do with being open to talking to others, even, for instance, the NFB. Uh, I, I really tried very hard during my presidency to make relations between ACB and NFB better. Uh, and towards the end, it didn't work for a variety of reasons that probably go beyond what we're talking about now. But one of the things that, that, that Jonathan and I talked about in New Zealand was what ought a radio station for and of the blind to be like. And, and this applies as much to main menu as it does to any other program that, that ACB radio broadcasts. And, and, and we said four or five things um, that, that were core values that we would take forward. First, ACB radio had to be prepared to entertain a wide variety of political opinions. Those political opinions uh, weren't necessarily, excuse me, orthodox ACB opinions. Uh, we felt like it, it, it was perfectly okay to invite NFB folks uh, onto ACB radio. We felt it was perfectly okay uh, to enter into debate we felt it was perfectly okay to challenge the leadership of AC of ACD uh, if if in fact it needed to be challenged, and and we were absolutely convinced that the core value of ACB radio had to be an openness to the expression of the widest range of opinions, as long as we clearly stated, as we still do on ACB radio that the opinions expressed on programs are not necessarily those of ACB, but, but were opinions that could be and must be allowed 
to be freely expressed. Um, so I went back from New Zealand, uh, talked to the board of directors of the American Council of the Blind, uh, presented them with my notion of what ACB radio would be, tried to persuade them that we were entering into an absolutely earth-shaking new epoch in the history of blindness organizations. Internet radio was very young then. And to try to create uh, a radio station in, in terms of ACB radio, which was going to be on, on the air seven days a week and 24 hours a day, which we were going to try to fill with programming from a variety of sources, which we're, we were going to try to make uh, both interesting and independent, and, and where we were going to attempt uh, to create uh, an, an environment of, of openness and inclusion was, was, was a pretty amazing notion. But the other thing is, until ACB Radio came along, the American Council of the Blind was essentially an American organization. It was, it was an organization that had some, some influence in the United States. I'd like to believe that during my presidency, that influence was growing. Uh, I'd like to think that, that our opinions mattered. And I'd also like to think that, that we were beginning to define ourselves in a, in a more meaningful way in terms of how we were different from the NFB, in terms of what our values were, in terms of where we were going. But what ACB Radio did was to suddenly make us the custodian of blindness opinion for the whole world. And, and, and if you think about it, that's a pretty amazing notion to actually create a radio station that for the first time in history allowed blind people all over the world, wherever they could get access to internet, to get information about what it was like to be blind, to begin to get opinions on new technologies, to begin to get authoritative programs where what it means to be a blind person were explored is really pretty amazing stuff. That's and, why I, I believe that, it's the most important thing ACB has ever done, and they've done a lot of important things, but I think that this is head and shoulders above anything else that they've done because it's a, it affects so many people and how they actually use the uh, the kinds of tools that have been given them. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. I, I, I think that probably the proudest accomplishment of my presidency was the creation of ACB Radio and the hiring of Jonathan Rosen. Those core values that you and Jonathan talked about initially, do you think they're still with us today? I think they're with us more now um, than they were for a long time. I don't think Jonathan would disagree with me that he left ACB radio because those core values weren't being honored anymore. It, it was his belief, and it's my belief, that there was a period in, in the history of ACB subsequent to my presidency where the values of democracy and the notions of the way an organization ought to be governed fundamentally changed, where people who espouse those democratic values 
and who held dear the kinds of principles that Jonathan and I talked about uh, were actually put under threat and, and in many cases were forced to leave the employ of ACB. So for, for both Jonathan and myself, uh, what followed my presidency was a, a period where, in our opinion, the, the core values that, that I believe ACB ought to represent um, were, were not being met. Main Menu has been uh, with us now 20 years. Did you ever think that when it was created that it would continue? And if so, what would you like it to be perhaps today and going forward that it may not be yet? It's a tough question. You know, I think ACB Radio has gone through periods where where it, it was not nearly as good as it was under Jonathan Mosen. And, and, and I think there, there were periods where a lot of us, uh, a lot of us who, who valued ACB radio be, began to despair uh, of it creating and maintaining the same value to blind people around the world that it, that it had initially. I think that main menu as a continuous and ongoing program on ACB radio is probably one of the few core values that, that have persisted from the beginning of ACB radio till now. And, and I think probably for an awful lot of ACB radio listeners over the last 20 years, the most important program, the most valuable program, the most continuously appropriate and effective program on ACB radio has been main menu. In terms of the future of main menu, uh, I, I think we're beginning to see a, a, a renaissance in the way that main menu is being put together. I think we're, we're doing main menu live again. I think we are, uh, we are getting new people involved in producing main menu materials we're encouraging more people to uh to to produce programming for main menu and it's and it's once more i think beginning to be as good a program as it was um not perhaps when jonathan was doing it but it at, at any other time since then i think it's jonathan a- was such a special host yes uh, on 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 main menu with with such a capacity uh, for getting to the heart of issues and uh, for producing materials that were that were so beautifully put together and so immensely complete and valuable that he was he was a hard person to emulate and once he stopped doing main menu I I think I think it it it, it has never and will never be the same program it was when he did it. I know that in in my case and in John's as well, we've been doing radio for 40 years and we produced several two-hour shows with material, but the material was already there. 
in many cases. That's why I have so much admiration for what Jonathan did because he would do a two-hour show and then the slate was blank. It was, okay, what do I do next week? And he did these two-hour shows week after week after week and he was the one who had to prepare and figure out how the material fit. And there aren't too many people who can do that and do it as well as he did. I, I agree. You know, had he wanted it, um, he could have had an amazing career in, in, in radio at a national level or even at an international level. He was that good. As, and, and if you think about it, here is this guy sitting two thirds of the way around the world in a single room in a house producing absolutely stellar quality radio and setting standards for himself most people on national networks weren't meeting. And it's pretty amazing because if you, if you look beyond what he did in radio and, and, and look to the careers that he's had, uh, they've been, they've been pretty amazing. Yes. There are not too many, there are not too many blind people who can claim to have run for parliament in New Zealand. Right. Who can claim to, to have, uh, revolutionized the uh, blind consumer organization in their country who can claim to have made a substantial difference in the way that the, the agency serving people in his country operates, who can, uh, who can claim to have impacted company after company that produces access technology and who can then claim to now have taken over in New Zealand and operated the program that determines how people with disabilities get hired for new jobs in New Zealand. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. amazing. He's actually come almost full circle. Jonathan's mind, in terms of in, in terms of technology, uh, is is in itself amazing because if you think of the way that his main menus shows worked. He had to learn every single technology that he was talking about and demonstrably have learned it well enough to be able to ask insightful and competent questions uh, of, of people who didn't always want to answer those insightful and competent questions. One of the things that, that constantly amazed me about Jonathan is the degree to which he managed and, and has managed really all his life to keep current with technology. Um, I gave up trying to do that before main menu ever came along. Um, I was simply not capable of it. And, and yet Jonathan has managed to do it. It's not just his ability to kind of keep up with, with, with jaws or with a particular screen reader. He's kept up with all of them. And it's not only keeping up with the note takers that he's selling. Again, he keeps up with the competition. And it's not just understanding uh, one scanning program, but it's, it's understanding all of them. And if you listen to some of the main menu programs that we've been broadcasting of his lately, his understanding of every single one of those scanning programs goes so deep um, that he probably knows as much about them as the folks who develop them. And that's the amazing thing for me. It is. Uh, and I, we've not talked about 
this specifically when we've chatted over the years, but I believe he has some form of a photographic memory because he's able to specifically recall things that most of us would have forgotten about. Yeah, he's he's certainly got an amazing mind. And, and you know, the other thing that we need to recognize is that over the past 10 or 15 years, Jonathan has lost a substantial amount of hearing. Yes. So he is coming closer and closer to operating as a deaf-blind person. And yet he continues to be eloquent and, and perfectly capable of maintaining the, the, the same level of, of commitment to principle and capacity in terms of programming, but with increasingly increasing difficulty because it, it is not easy to be a radio broadcaster when, when you can barely hear. We've discussed the uh, formation of ACB Radio and Jonathan Mosin and Main Menu. Let's talk a little bit about the future of ACB Radio. The range of new programming that's emerged on ACB Radio in the last six months is amazing. Uh, there were times in the history of ACB Radio, as I've said before, where I despaired because there, there wasn't much new being done. We were broadcasting a lot of canned stuff and a lot of stuff that, that, that wasn't, I think, directly relevant to, to the core values that ACB Radio was set up with. That is, that is creating, uh, creating material that's, that's A, valuable, um, but, but B, is, was a little controversial. You know, I think I think ACB Radio became very tame for a while, and and wasn't prepared to look at hard issues, uh, and I think that's too bad. And uh, you know, I think the fact that we're that oh, there's probably been six or seven new programs that have been added to ACB Mainstream in the last six months is pretty amazing. We have never had a period in ACB Radio's history except at the very beginning, of course, where, where that's been the case. And it's pretty amazing. And I like the fact that ACB Radio is now reaching out to affiliates. And now they're, they're monitoring to make sure that the content of the show is specifically something that will interest the, the mainstream audience. And I think that's great. And, and in part due to the pandemic, we now have a community channel where we learn about things and talk about things that we wouldn't have talked about several years ago. And I think that's pretty healthy. And I think it's pretty amazing that there are evenings where there are actually maybe three channels that are broadcasting live blindness-related information, even when conventions aren't going on. One of the exciting things, and, and, and that we might want to talk about for a second, is that ACV Radio hasn't forgotten those people who aren't computer literate and who aren't uh, who aren't um, savvy in terms of technology? Uh, they now have a new phone number that's up and running, where all of the ACB Radio channels are available, so that folks are going to be able to listen to the convention even with a regular landline telephone, and can and they can of course now listen to ACB Radio. With, with just a landline telephone. And it's pretty amazing to me that if you look at the listener's statistics, since we started doing telephone uh, oh, maybe five or six years ago, the number of people who are listening by telephone to ACB radio 
is four and five times the number of people who are listening using computers and uh, and and utilizing e- even smart devices like the ALEXAs and the and 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 others. We've really broadened the availability of ACB radio primarily with the telephone, the, the oldest of, of the, the available components, and um, the, the, the echoes. It's amazing. And I'm not sure that it we is. really know yet how much we've, we've done in that regard. I, I don't, unless there don't, are, think, I don't think so, no. I, I, no, I think you're right. I'm amazed for the future of, of, of AC Radio, and I think it's great because it, there is so much freedom and there is so much chance for learning and absorption that, that maybe we don't get in other avenues, and I think it's great. Me too. And I think it's terrific that you were a part of the, the fledgling beginnings of ACB Radio and Main Menu, and now you've come full circle and you continue to be a part of it some 20 years later. Thank you. All right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. There that we was go. A, you did a Paul good job, Edwards. Larry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. Some, sometimes, I, sometimes I do stuff that's good. No, no, no. Stop that. Uh, <laughs> I think, okay. I, I, All I, the time I, I do I, stuff that's good. That, that's right. That, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to take July off, right? Because we, we're, we're going to yes. need a vacation from the uh, convention. We, I think we I think might we're all need one dead. now. Yeah, exactly. We need it now. Yeah, yeah. It's been a yeah. busy time. Yeah, and well, then August. So then we'll have to talk about what we want to do in August. Right. So if you have any uh, suggestions on what you would like to see on Main Menu Live, uh, send us or on Main Menu actually. And, and, and we're actually going to be talking with all of you about that. Do you want to stick with a live format only or do you want both? You know, it takes quite a bit of work to put together a Main Menu Live show. So we're sort of slanting that way and, and just going live. It's, it's actually a little easier from a, a production perspective too in that you know you just bring a guest on and, and then record it. But it does take some legwork in, in hunting down guests and all that. So um you know we'd love to we'd love to find out more from all of you listeners what, what you would like. So you can do that by sending an email to where, Larry? Um I don't know. Main menu There's about three different lists. Well yeah you could do it that way too. About, yeah. So you yeah, could, you could so you could go main menu at acbradio.org and that is right. a mailbox that all of us can check. You can uh, you can join the main menu friends list. It's at mm friends at acbradio.org. dot org and yep, correct. and uh, you can subscribe that way. And uh, there's just uh, any number of ways of getting a hold of us. So uh, you know, reach out and we'll uh, be happy to you know to, to definitely listen and find out what you guys want. <laughs> 